Awesome, awesome. So here we are today with the Kara 27 group, um, the, sorry, Kara 27 uh, podcast, part of Kara 27 group uh, agency. And uh, I have Michael here today with me. Uh, how are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing fine. Yourself? Awesome, awesome. I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. Um, you know, want, I want people to, you know, learn more about you, learn about your story. And um, I know that Dante, you know, connected us. So definitely looking forward to learning more about you. All right. All right. So tell me, uh, tell me, Michael, uh, tell me how, how everything has started for you. Well, I started working in public accounting when I was in college. Uh, I had been working, uh, I had done my stint as a box boy at a grocery store. I then worked at a uh, beauty supply wholesaler as an inventory clerk, but I was anxious to get involved with what I had hoped would be my profession. A friend of mine turned me on to a job that he was leaving. Uh, I took it, I lasted there uh, a couple months, uh, got uh, let go, collected unemployment for the first and only time of my life for about a week and a half. Got another job uh, with a local practitioner in Beverly Hills and just took it from there. So I've been doing this uh, since I was 19. So it's uh, almost 23 years, uh, 53 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've been in this, you've been doing this, the, the, all this for a while now. Uh, so yeah, a little bit. So you're a uh, basically a certified accountant, right? Am I correct? I'm a certified public accountant. Yes. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> got it. So you must enjoy what you do then, for you to be doing it for what 50, 53 years, you said? It, almost fifty-three years. Yes. Man, that's 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 very um, what do you call it? You're committed to it, right? Yes. Uh, I enjoy the work. I enjoy uh, the work itself. I enjoy working with most of my clients. Uh, for me, this is fun. You know, uh, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy giving guidance, uh, keeping clients out of trouble. Uh, yeah, the, the, in accounting and taxes, there's a lot of moving parts and being able to understand them and work within them, uh, you know, gives me a lot of satisfaction and keeps me young, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, my grandma, she was like in her seventies when she was still working. And, um, sometimes that, that, you know, working just kind of keeps you going, you know, it's good for you regardless of how, what age you are, you know, it's just, it's good. Cause some people can retire at a young age, but it's sometimes it's good to keep working. Yeah. I'd be bored silly if I retired. I am at this point figuring that I would, uh, start thinking about retirement in about 10 years and I'll be in my eighties at that point. Hey, you know what, if you enjoy it, like you said, you know, that's the biggest thing, right? And I think that's something um, <clears throat> that people could take from this right now. One of the main things that I think I hope people take from this is that you are doing something that you enjoy almost every single day. I mean, I'm sure you have bad days just like anybody else, but you enjoy this every single day. Well, uh, yeah, at least I wake up in the morning and I don't say, why do I have to go to work? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's the biggest thing when you're, um, 
you know, you're your own boss, right? I mean, you kind of <clears throat> dictate your paycheck, you dictate how you want to live your life, you dictate all that stuff. And that's something that a lot of people um, seem to, you know, have a problem with at times when they try to go into being their own bosses and stuff. And, you know, I know that you, you said about 53 years ago, you started working at Certified Kind. Now, did you, when did you start your own uh, business uh, by yourself? <clears throat> I started in... Uh... 1989. Okay, so in 89 was when you decided to just kind of be like, I'm, I'm going to go do it on my own. I was a partner in a small firm, and I was not thrilled with what was going on. It was our first tax season where we uh, automated, where we processed our own uh, tax returns, uh, rather than sending them to a service bureau. And I just, I was going through a little bit of a rough time in my life. I wanted to make some changes. Uh, I did. I went out on my own, uh, got divorced, hmm. and uh, been happy ever since. That's good. That's a good thing. You know, you took, uh, you know, that's something, I, you know, I, I love that. I love that, you know, mostly because, you know, I, I'm 30 years old right now. I left my job when I was about 20, just turned 28. And um, I feel like I'm in the right path listening to you because I went to the exact same thing, you know? I uh, got divorced, quit my job, and just decided to go out there and try to do something new. Hey, you there, Michael? Lost you for a moment, uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry. The, uh, <clears throat> did you hear what I was saying? Uh, with uh, I went ahead. Uh, I went through a same, similar situation. I got divorced as well. So um, went through a similar thing. Got divorced. Uh, I was 27, to, about to be 28, and then uh, you know I had a kid, and I kind of took that neck. I wasn't happy where I was at. Quit my job. Went and started to do my own thing. So it's kind of funny that um, seems like you have that same mentality, which I love. Um, you took that negative. And you made that into a positive, right? I mean, I'm sure at the time it was still hard. I mean, you go through hard times. But, um, <clears throat> and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that you have to go through hard times to get to those better times, if I'm correct. You have to work your way through adversity. Yeah, that's a better way to put it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... You, it's you, you, you need to learn to survive and to roll with the punches. And uh, sometimes it takes figuring it out for yourself. Sometimes it, it takes working with a therapist to, uh, to work things out. Uh, but you have, yeah. we learn from mistakes. We learn from adversity and uh, if you don't make mistakes, then you're not learning. Mm -hmm. And that's true in uh, accounting uh, and true in life. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. You know, I love that. I love that because um, I've always felt like the best things have happened to me when I'm going through that adversity, where I'm questioning things, right? Like, it's like, oh man, am I doing the right thing? Or, or something in my life happens that's making things rough or you just kind of figure it out. And 
I've kind of learned to, and this is just me, right? But I've kind of learned to welcome that sometimes. I'm like, okay, well, how is this going to make me a better person, you know? And I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. How, how are we going to solve our problems? Mm -hmm. uh, individually and mutually. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, uh, when a, a client comes to me with a tax problem, it is solving the problem. It is working through. Sometimes uh, the answer, the solution is <clears throat> not what they want, but that's the best solution. Got it. Yep. That's that's a and you're absolutely right. You know, um, sometimes what we want is not what we're going to, you know, like what what we want is not the right thing for us to do. And you're right about that. And, I'm, and as a tax, a tax consultant, I'm sure you see that all the time. You know, you see you see, you see all those things. You see how people you got to help people fix their problems with their taxes and all that stuff. And sometimes they don't want to do certain things, but they have no choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I working on a, a situation right now where a client, new client hasn't filed since uh, 2014. So it's preparing all the back returns, getting him current and compliant with tax law so he can move forward with his life. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about some, some of the stuff, the work you do, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like someone like that, for example, if they don't, what happens when someone doesn't pay taxes for seven years? You know, that's that's a long time. The IRS somehow just missed that, or they just chose chose not to come after them, or how does that work? No, it, oftentimes it's uh, the, the the taxpayer, the client, has ignored the notices. Uh, maybe has uh, suffered a situation where they haven't had income or they have just big negligence and decided to ignore the filing requirements. Uh, the current case that I'm working on was a situation of uh, he hadn't filed, he uh, lost track of, of time and decided that it was time to become compliant and get that burden off his shoulders becoming yeah filing a tax return even if there is no tax due is still the obligation <clears throat> and not filing a tax return you can get some very nasty notices from the irs or here in california the franchise tax board and in both cases they'll make assumptions as to what your earnings are what your taxable income is and send you a bill and if you ignore it long enough, they will just start taking money out of your uh, bank accounts. That's that's exactly where I was going to go, right? I was like, eventually, like, <clears throat> excuse me. So, for example, like this client, they must have uh, started to garnish their wages, right? I mean, seven years, that's a long time. But it, it hadn't gotten to that point yet. And, and he's in the entertainment industry does a lot of freelance, has some W-2s, but also has a lot of 1099. So garnishing could be very difficult because he doesn't have a consistent employer. Mm, got it, got it. So then, yeah, because the IRS has to constantly send letters, right? Because all their communication is usually through mail, correct? Correct. So, so then they have to mail that employer, whoever he worked for last, 
let him know. And then that person could be like, oh, he, he's not even here anymore because he's working for another freelancer now, basically. Exactly. And, and you know, <clears throat> to be honest with you, uh, the state of California is uh, far more aggressive in, in those situations than the Internal Revenue Service. Oftentimes, the IRS is much easier to deal with than uh, the state tax authorities. I, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm not too surprised with that. <laughs> it's like uh, California is definitely uh, a little bit of a headache when you own a business. I'm sure you know. Uh, California is very aggressive. <clears throat> Sorry, it's very what? California has a lot of regulations and a lot of rules and... And some of the tax authorities, uh, tax agencies, are far more aggressive than others. Uh, the Employment Development Department uh, is a very aggressive when it comes to collecting. It's very aggressive when it comes to dealing with employers. Uh, you know, part of their job is to collect the taxes, but it's also to protect the employees as well. Got it. That makes sense. So, so like, so for this gentleman, um, he basically was able to, that's how he was able to just avoid garnishing his wages. But what about his bank accounts? Do they go after something like that? They, they haven't as of yet. That's insane. That really is crazy to me. I, uh, you know, and I, and I, I am very surprised mostly as a financial advisor myself, right? Um, I know what I know, right? <clears throat> so I know some stuff, but that's, that is insane that, uh, you know, they haven't come after them for, for all that stuff. And, and I've had some clients that I've connected with a couple of different CPAs in the past. And it's funny when I see them, you know, get scared. They're like, oh my God, am I going to go to jail because I didn't pay taxes for two years? And the CPAs are always are like, no, you'll be fine. Just got to pay it. And like, I'm like, I, I, I would think the same thing, you know, like you're going to go to jail or something. But I guess, I guess the IRS is a lot more friendlier than we think. Uh, they can be. Uh, I've worked from, uh, with some uh, IRS collection agents that have been extremely easy to deal with. And I've dealt with some that have not. Basically, the ones that have been easy to deal with are looking to get taxpayers compliant and to collect what is due and not create unnecessary hardships. The, their purpose is compliance more than anything else. Then there are others that can be really jerks and, and they don't care uh, if they drive you into bankruptcy, they want to get the money. That's crazy. Now, um, obviously, the more money you make, the more the IRS looks at you, correct? Uh, in a number of cases, that's true. Uh, the, uh, the larger your income, the more likely of being audited. Uh, Got it. So, and like, and like, um, how about, um, what, what tips could you recommend like business owners, right? Because business owners, one thing I've noticed when I left my job, because I had, you know, I had a nine to five and no, no longer have that. When I left my job, I was even a victim of this. I, I had to work as a broker for Wells Fargo Bank. 
thought I knew so much about finance so I had to start my own business and then I realized I don't even know how to track my own stuff <laughs> and <clears throat> I worked in finance so I still knew a lot of stuff right but a lot of folks who have businesses right they own restaurants they own you know clothing stores they own marketing agencies whatever they don't know how to exactly run a business sometimes and that's one thing i've noticed with small business owners and you know small business owners even someone making two million dollars that's still pretty small right in certain states uh, that's gross right so it's like they don't they don't really know how to track their finances and you know what what tips could you give to people like that you know well to begin with record keeping is essential uh and it could be rudimentary or can be sophisticated. The, uh, the easiest thing to do in terms of keeping track of expenses, if you don't want to use uh, an accounting application, is just uh, envelopes and putting receipts in envelopes you know, by expense. So you would have a, an auto expense envelope, a uh, entertainment expense envelope, an office expense envelope. Also, I think it's essential that you don't mix personal finances with your business finances. If you're a, a small business and you're an individual, not a corporation or a partnership, have a separate bank account for the business. And if you want to take funds from the business account, you write a check to the personal account and pay your personal expenses from your personal account, the business expenses from the business account. It's easier to deal with if the life, your business life is segregated from your personal life. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I think that's something that <clears throat> man it's allergies um that's something that i knew myself you know but somehow i think you get caught up trying to just run the business and you kind of put it aside so i think you know and tell me if i'm wrong but i think the best thing to do is just to hire somebody if you if you have the money right to hire someone like yourself who's an expert and can help you and take care of all these things correct if yeah just starting out, the majority of small businesses can do their own accounting in terms of using an application such as QuickBooks or Xero or one of the simpler accounting uh, programs. Uh, even uh, Quicken, which is essentially a, a, a computerized checkbook can do a lot to segregate the expenses, to categorize the expenses. Uh, it's easy to use. It's also easy to misuse, but that's a good first step. You don't need to go and spend a lot of money initially, but seeking professional help and setting things up is essential. Yeah. It makes sense to set things up right the first time. You don't yep. want to uh, run into a problem and have to start over and then start over and start over because things are not set up properly. It, it ends up costing you more money. I learned that myself. 
right now I'm working on a uh, forensic uh, project and I'm finding all kinds of problems with the documentation I'm looking at because it wasn't set up properly. And I looked at the, uh, the tax taxpayers corporate return and I'm finding all kinds of uh, errors that can end up costing him uh, not only with taxes, with misclassifications, uh, but he's going through a divorce and things can be misinterpreted by the courts if they're not proper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's another thing is, is everybody is a case by case scenario, right? Like, I mean, I can absolutely, sit here and absolutely. ask you, I can sit here and tell you, hey, Michael, can you give us some tips on like things we could do? And I'm sure there's some basic stuff you can tell us, but for the most part, everybody's a case by case scenario, right? Everybody's going to be completely different. That, that's true. Every, every small business is an individual, is an individual situation. There is no such thing as an absolute cookie cutter way to do things. Yeah. You have to look at the personalities involved, the people involved. Uh, it's, it's, it's imperative that, yeah. that you, you do that. You, uh, as a professional, I need to look at the individual and understand the individual, understand their needs, their wants, their desires, and how I can help solve their problems, how I can help guide them. There is no pat answer. You know, it, it's not like uh, going to a gas station and just filling up a tank. You know, that's very rudimentary. That's, there's only one way to do that. Dealing yeah. with people and small business and record keeping and taxes isn't cookie cutter. Yeah. Uh, the the major tax preparation services do try to, you know, fit everybody, all their clients into a box. And I and I've and I've seen that myself. I've noticed that um, with like like TurboTax, um, H and R Block, all those companies. Um, very um, like my my like my CPA likes to say they're uh, box checkers. That's what he calls them. You know, there's a check of boxes, and that's it. That's what my CPA likes to say. <laughs> no, no, that, that's true. It, but, but, you know, the th same thing holds true if you're trying to get a mortgage today or refinance today. The underwriters have a, a list that they have to tick off, that they have to check off, that they've received this document and that document, and if they don't have it, they can't approve you. Now, it doesn't make any sense uh, that some of those documents really mean nothing. Yeah, but they they have to check off a box. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're you're completely you're you're correct. I um, <clears throat> so I know I know. Like I said, it is everything is very um, you know case by case scenario. But is there some basic stuff you can recommend uh, to you know any business owners that are listening to the show, any agency owners, things like that? Any any this any any basic things you can recommend them to? kind of get on top of their accounting before they even get an accountant, right? And then kind of, or things that you guys look for to try to help them out <clears throat> besides being organized, obviously that's, that's a given. Well, I, I think the first step, you know, if you're thinking about starting a business, you want to get advice. You just don't want to 
you know, open a restaurant because you think you're a good cook or that uh, open a bar because you're a good bartender or open a store because you've got what you think is the greatest product. You need to think things through. You need to plan. And contacting a CPA such as myself can help with that planning stage. Uh, one of my, what I think is my strong point is that I facilitate people to make decisions. I don't make decisions for them, but I help them find a way. I help them make a decision. So they can, they can essentially um, <clears throat> make the right decision, right? Hopefully it is the right decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But seek advice. Don't internalize it. Listen, yeah. <clears throat> seek advice, talk things out. Uh, just don't internalize your thoughts. Bring them out into the open. Talk about it. Plan it. And see where it can go. I have a meeting scheduled tomorrow with uh, a young lady who is starting uh, a manufacturing business of skincare products. And what we will be talking about is planning, how to do some record keeping, some basic financial information, a basic business form, whether it's an LLC, a corporation, a partnership, or sole proprietorship and the benefits and drawbacks of each kind of entity. And, and these are important steps. Uh, I've had potential clients come to me or even existing clients come to me and say, okay, I, I'm now making $100,000, should I incorporate? Yeah, what, yeah. Explaining what the costs, what the potential benefits and what the drawbacks are. Yeah, seek advice, do some research, but seek advice. Uh, good advice ultimately is good insurance and is not expensive. Bad advice is extremely expensive, but good advice isn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's um, <clears throat> that's another thing too. You know, I think people, um, and I get this a lot in the agency, in the whole agency space, right? <clears throat> people want to sometimes the cheapest service. Cheapest service can be the most expensive service sometimes. You know, and that's that's a huge problem. You know, um, <clears throat> I have clients who, like for myself, you know, are paying us four thousand dollars a month to do their stuff, right? But, you know, I have clients who get mad that they don't want to pay over $500. And I'm like, well, I can find you somebody for $500, but let me know how that goes. No, the, the, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, the, the forensic job I'm working on now to straighten out this particular person's books would probably take uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a week's worth of time. And at my modest billing rate, that's thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now that's it's, thousands of dollars that's wasted. If, if it was done right in the first place, you would, he wouldn't have to incur that. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is 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 if you would have done it from the beginning, right? Yes. <clears throat> um so now where your business is at right now, um, you know, obviously you've been in business for fifty three years. So, you know, where where are you at the moment and like where are you trying to go with the business? I mean, how busy are you keeping? Are you you're not trying to get busy, you're trying to be busy, you know? Like what's what's your goal? My goal is to be busy, uh, be profitable, build an organization that can be taken over by the people I have working for me that they will be able to grow and have comfortable financial lives. I'm not looking to, uh, I'm looking to, you know, to protect them in a sense. I'm looking at my employees a little bit like they're my children that uh, I want them to grow and in part they're my legacy I don't have children of my own got it got it okay so yeah so you definitely look up you know and I think that's a great thing that you, you mentioned there you're you're very successful but you also worry about other people being successful and about 12 months ago, when things finally started taking off for me little by little, and it has, it's probably not been to, for like, I mean, the last three months is when things really took off for me, myself. Um, but in those 12 months, there's one common trait I've noticed with everybody I've talked to. <clears throat> everybody that's successful, that wants to see other people are, be successful, seem to be more successful than the other people, right? And that's, that's a great uh, trait that I keep catching on everybody, mostly business owners. Uh, like yourself, you you're very successful. You've been doing this for 53 years, you're doing amazing. You're you're keeping as busy as you want to keep, basically, and um, but you're not worried about you. You're worried about how can I take care of my employees? You know, when I decide to finally retire, or you know, decide to walk away, or you know, God forbid, whatever happens, right? That's like how can things be taken care of for them? And that's a really great thing that I seem to catch on to see from everybody who has a lot of success. And, and it's good to see that, you know, even that from yourself as well. What I tell professional uh, potential clients, particularly startups, is that my goal is for those businesses to outgrow my services and need somebody bigger. If, if they outgrow me, I've done my job. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. Now, do you have do you have clients that grow you and then leave, or or do you just stick around? I do. I I have had clients that have outgrown me, and I'm happy for them. You know, there's nothing more gratifying than to see somebody that you've nurtured grow. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I um. I see that with like with us, with the agency, right? We get people, clients and stuff, or even me with the financial stuff, right? I see people. I have a client specifically who uh, we've helped um, <clears throat> with his um, marketing. He's taking his business from 60% to 90%, um, right? And 30% uh, up in revenue, right? And he also ended up doing stuff with us in the finances side and I helped him out with that as well. And he's super happy with what he's done. He literally talks to me about it almost on a weekly basis. Just brings it up. I don't even, we don't even have meetings or anything. Just text me. He's like, oh, I'm so happy I just did this. Oh, I'm so, and it's such a good feeling when you see, 
and he makes a lot more money than I do, right? You know, I don't, I don't make as much as he does. And, and I see him all the time just telling me, like, man, we just did this. Oh, man, we just did that. We just make this much money because the client you sent us. And it's um, it's really nice, and it feels good. And I think that's probably the best same feeling I'm sure you get <clears throat> when you see these clients that you're helping basically grow and get bigger. Yeah, it it, it makes yeah we all had have capabilities and we all have uh things that we don't do well but if we can help people grow and succeed and if they outgrow us then we have done what we should have what we're supposed to be doing we are helping people grow uh in medicine, when you're a child, you go to a pediatrician, you outgrow a pediatrician, you go to another doctor that provides you a more rounded service because you have succeeded in growing. Uh, life is full of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the best thing is, you know, you have to... Um... You have to see how you can help other people. And then that always seems to come back. I mean, I'm a big believer of karma. You know, I've, I've seen, I seem to see that all the time. Car, good karma always comes back, right? And that's just me. But um, and, and bad karma comes back too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, no, I'm going to keep that personal line to myself, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're, you're right about that. And I'm <clears throat> really glad. Um, I want to get your final thoughts here. Um, you know, anything that you specifically wanted to kind of, you know, mention to the audience, anything you may want to bring up besides, you know, obviously where they can contact you, but, you know, any, any tax stuff, any information you can provide us that would may, you may want to share with the audience? Uh, without, you know, being boilerplate, it, it, it's hard. Uh, I think what I would like to convey is that Taxpayers should seek professional advice. Tax law is extremely complex. Uh, my favorite thing is it's not rocket science. It's more complicated. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense to seek advice, to go to professionals, trusted professionals, rely upon uh work you know, your friends and who they work with because it makes sense it makes sense to go to somebody that you at least have some familiarity with that you know you've listened to you've heard as an example on this podcast or that a friend of yours a family member member of yours has worked with uh, yeah. that there's some history that, that you know what you're working with, who you're working with. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think that's very important. Referrals, world of mouth uh, <clears throat> referrals are the best kind. Oh, man, you know, I 100% agree with you. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm in the marketing business, you know. Um, I know what we can do 100%. I know how good and successful our clients are. But 
I'll tell you this. When we get a client for those clients, right, and they kind of got to warm them up and stuff like that, let's say they take care of them and everything goes well. That client will sell more clients to them, right? And that's when it really kicks off, right? Because then they start getting all those referrals. And at the end of the day, referrals is a model that I don't think will ever go away. Um, you know, I, I ourselves as a business, we still get referrals. We pay for referrals. Like we tell people, you want to pay us for a referral, we'll pay you because a referral is almost a 99% chance it's going to close as long as they have the money, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, for me, marketing only results in a phone call. It's how I re- relate to uh, the person at the other end or relate to a person that comes into to see me uh, this is the personal business this is a people business uh, yeah yeah no you're right and uh that's one thing i always like to relate to my clients right is and i like that you said that i love that because that's exactly what i always tell our clients being in the marketing industry and you know i'm obviously i also do the finance stuff too but it's the same thing it works for both things um a, a client that we send to through marketing to anybody it's not going to work if you don't sell yourself. And that's the biggest thing, you know, and I said me, like even for myself, I, I run marketing for my own self as a financial advisor. And if I don't sell myself on the phone to somebody who doesn't know me, they don't care. They don't want to hear from me. They don't, they don't, I could be telling them something's going to save them a million dollars. They don't care, you know? And um, yeah, no, so you're, you're absolutely right. And, and definitely uh, I think referrals will always be around, they'll always work. They'll always be the biggest things, um, you know, to help out. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, Michael, I really appreciate you being here. Really appreciate you being, having us on the show, uh, being able to have be in the show. And uh, if you want to just let the people know where we can find you, um, so that way you know if we have any people out there that may need some tax help, they can reach out to you. Well, my website is mjbcpa.com. My email is michael at mjbcpa.com. <clears throat> And my phone number is area code 818-986-9143. And I welcome calls. I welcome emails. And I thank you for the time that you've given me. No, I I, uh, I definitely appreciate it, uh, you know, for you being here. And uh, guys, if you guys need somebody as well, you know, <clears throat> and it uh, doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, he'll help you out. <laughs> so you can also reach out to me. Uh, and I can get a hold of Michael. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Look forward to, uh, you know, hearing back from you and see how you're doing. All right. Thank you. Sounds good, Michael. All right. Take care. Be safe. You too. You too.